0: Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me back, Rocco. Sports, sports, and more sports. Sports, sports, and more sports. But before we begin, I would like you to tell everyone about Classy Communications for everyone who doesn't know.
3: <clears throat> well, Rocco, Classy Communications uh, is a full-service public relations and marketing company, and we help businesses, organizations, and individuals to uh, gain exposure, increase sales, and uh, increase market share uh, with a variety of, of, of products Graphic design, web design, social media marketing, digital marketing services, broadcast opportunities, advertising, and more. So, yeah, we help people to gain exposure with a lot of different platforms.
0: All right. That's awesome. Now, the NFL, we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We finally know it's going to be Kansas City. It's going to be Tampa Bay. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, Marketing is a huge aspect of it, not just in North America, but around the world. Do you think that marketing the Super Bowl is the number one thing that the NFL has on their plate the next two weeks? Well,
3: absolutely, uh, Rocco. You have to take full advantage when you have a stage like the Super Bowl to really get the most out of getting your brand in front of the most people. And so, you know, with the Super Bowl being the marquee event for the NFL every year, uh, as you had mentioned, people all over the world, people who don't even watch American football do tune in for this one specific game. And the NFL is very branding and marketing oriented. And I, I know absolutely that they are going to take full advantage of the opportunity to put their brand in front of as many people as they can, because it's very uh, essential for you to take advantage when you have such a captive audience as they have when they put on these Super Bowl games.
0: We're talking about the NFL here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. Now, this has been the most unusual season in NFL history. We've had all these COVID outbreaks. We've had... Sponsors pull out, like Coca-Cola announced a couple weeks ago. You've had companies outright say that they were leaving at the end of the year. So with all of that, how important do you think Super Bowl uh, will be in terms of getting as many advertisers and as many eyeballs on the product as they can? Because like you mentioned, outside of the Olympics, outside of the World Cup, the Super Bowl is one of the most watched sporting events worldwide. So if you're an advertiser, how important is it to get your brand out there for Super Bowl?
3: Well, definitely, you, if you have an opportunity to get your brand shown, the Super Bowl is, is definitely one of the places that you'd like to have it shown. And there's a whole prestige factor Along with the fact that obviously you're wanting to get your brand in front of a a massive audience. I mean, anytime you can get your brand in front of a lot of people, it's a good investment. And you know you're going to – you're absolutely guaranteed that you're going to have – that many eyeballs on say a four-hour event that's about as long as with all the pre-game festivities and uh, the game itself and then the post game you're looking at about a four-hour window where you have probably the most captive audience Uh, as you had mentioned, outside of maybe the World Cup or the Olympics uh, that you're going to have. And so brands that can afford it. I mean, advertising at the Super Bowl is not cheap. I mean, I remember when they first started having the million dollar commercials. And I guess this was probably back in the 90s where you were paying a million dollars for a 60 second commercial. I mean, or even a 30 second commercial. Can you imagine that? And I mean, it's escalated far beyond that now. Uh, But I mean, but that was the big thing back in the 90s was how could you possibly charge someone a million dollars for a 30 second commercial? Uh, And so, I mean, it's a if you're a a business that can afford that type of advertising, I can't think of much better platform that you could use if you want to get your brand seen by a lot of people.
0: We're talking about the marketing of the Super Bowl here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. Now, normally, and I'm saying normally here, in-stadium marketing has been part of the Super Bowl. Like There are certain companies that will pay millions and millions of dollars to have their advertisement be at the stadium, like have it be on the banners, have it be on the Titantron Tron have it be on the scoreboard, all of that. But with fans not being there at only 25% capacity and understanding that the game is going to focus a lot on the game itself and it's not going to do the pans and the cutaway shots, do you think that there's going to be a lack of companies wanting to pay for in-stadium advertising? Because I have a feeling that these companies aren't going to want to spend 25 million dollars to have their name plastered around Raymond uh, James Stadium.
3: Well, mm, I I think that there will be a market for it. It may not be the traditional market that you would have with the Super Bowl, obviously because of all the circumstances, the fact that the stadium isn't going to be filled. You see, I mean, they're counting eyeballs inside of that stadium, too. I mean, you've got strong impressions with the people Who would be in the stadium, but under the conditions we're under where they're not playing in front of a full stadium, the way that you would, along with all those people, of course, from around the world, all the camera angles and being able to see people's brands, this is not your traditional Super Bowl. So I would say that, yes, advertising probably won't be at its peak, but in a way this is the ideal time to advertise at the Super Bowl because I would think that there's going to be a lot of people watching this game. One of the reasons why is because right now, um, the, the limited movement of people and a lot of the bars, there's not going to be the accessibility for people to get together to go to bars to watch the games because of the limits in seating and restaurants and bars. A lot of people are just going to be at home watching the Super Bowl with their family. But they are going to be watching it. And so I guess it's um, it's a free market system, uh, right, Rocco? Whatever the market commands. So we'll see how that works out.
0: You are absolutely right. I mean, it's supply and demand. That's how market works. And you mentioned that people are going to be at home. You mentioned that people are going to be with their families. They're going to be on their couch. They're going to be you know, in their... Uh, Den. like They're going to be doing all these things. Technology is an amazing thing. And with social media being so prevalent in our community today, do you think that there's going to be more advertisers that are going to want to spend millions of dollars to be featured on social media alongside the NFL? Because marketing includes social media as well. So, when it comes to that, with the Super Bowl, with the fact that in-stadium marketing is going to be at a less pre- – it's going to have less presence, do you think that social media is going to have more companies advertise with the NFL for the Super Bowl? I think anything related to the
3: internet right now uh, in terms of, of reach is a good – Destement. And so, yes, I think the NFL will have partnerships with these social media companies uh, and, the, and the advertisers will have will be doing a lot of advertising uh, anything connected to the Super Bowl that enables them to, to to tap into that audience, because that audience is both on uh, traditional television and social media, as as you mentioned, traditional television and social media are really working hand in hand. And I know there are a lot of people who feel, or I remember a couple of years ago when streaming started to become prominent and social media uh, was really just starting to explode. People were talking about TV going away and that streaming was going to just basically take everything over. And uh, I haven't, I didn't believe that it would then, and I don't believe that it will now. I think that you're going to see a, a, an ongoing partnership between traditional television and uh, and online streaming, and that includes the the social media component. They're all going to always work together. TV will never go away, in my opinion. And so there's going to definitely be that that partnership between the social media aspect because it's the cutting edge, but also traditional TV uh, is just another way to get your message out.
0: Now, very quickly, last year's Super Bowl, it cost $5.5 million to have a 30-second ad at the Super Bowl. Do you think that it will cost more or less for this year's Super Bowl to have a 30-second ad?
3: Uh, I would say it'll probably cost more, again, because I have a I have a feeling that you're going to have a very high turnout rate in terms of watching the Super Bowl. I kind of connected with the fact that we had this high turnout rate in the election in the United States this year. So with people being at home and uh, – they're doing things differently. And so I would say that there's going to be a lot of eyes on this Super Bowl and that the rates are going to be very, very high. uh, It is
0: going to be exciting to see what happens for this year's Super Bowl. A lot of people are going to be watching, and everyone knows that the Sports Angle will be watching. We will be right back here on the Sports Angle.
1: That's 800 470 7113. AMP, the multi format network, is here to help create,
4: produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at double amp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide, you bring the idea, the American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com, that's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com, or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
2: Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now
1: and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. That's 800-854-3183.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live on AMP A-F-E-E, TV. Double A-F-E-E-E. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Hi, I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We have been talking about the NFL in the last segment. And There was a recent, uh, very recently, there was the concussion lawsuit with the NFL. And when it comes to that settlement and it comes to the fact that these former NFL players are now getting some form of help because of this lawsuit, do you think that the NFL is making strides in trying to help with concussions and with all of these problems that concussions have had over the last couple of decades. you think the NFL is trying to help out with that? Well, I
3: think they definitely um, have been seeing the results of uh, with a lot of these ex-players. I mean, we've got Junior Seau, we've got players even now. I know that I hear that Jim McMahon is having a lot of uh, issues. Uh, Jim Kelly, you've got a lot of these quarterbacks, a lot of players, period, uh, where they're having the results of all these years of playing in the NFL. And it it became something that they had to address. I mean, it's a sport of gladiators, and we've always known that, but uh, the repercussions of... You know, the violence of the NFL has really started to play out uh, in a much more public stage, especially, uh, you know, with the suicide of Junior Seau. I think that was not that there aren't a, a lot of other incidences that are related to CTE um, um, Dave that Duerson. have been. Right. I mean, there's been instances about, you know, concussions and for for many, many years. But I think definitely in about the last 20 years, it's something that's been on the forefront. So I'm not surprised that the lawsuits uh, are are happening and I'm not surprised that the NFL is addressing them uh, to the best of their ability. I mean, in terms of the equipment, making sure that the equipment is more safety oriented, it's just a, it's a very violent sport. And I just don't, I don't know how much you can really do to stop the concussions, just the nature of football. It's hard to, hard to see how you're going to be able to stop that.
0: Now, for the people who don't know about this lawsuit, let me just give you the basic information. Now, about nine years ago, there was a class action lawsuit filed on the behalf of more than 4,000 ex-NFL players. And two years later, the NFL agreed to a settlement of $765 million. And up to this point, as of 2020, they have paid up to $1 billion in compensation For retired players with serious medical conditions. Now, I understand that you know they've already had their injuries happen, but do you think that this settlement was made so that the players of the future can uh, get help from the players in the past? Like, what I'm trying to say is, is like for the players in the past, they've already had their injuries, they've already had the concussions, they've already had dementia, they've had like CTE. What was this settlement created so that the NFL can eventually evolve and eventually get to the point where the future NFL players are not going to have to deal with the same consequences that the players from the 60s and 70s are going through right now?
3: Well, I do think the the lawsuit was a wake-up call, Rocco, for the NFL uh, to understand that this is – it's a widespread problem. And I mean, it's not that they didn't know it. They just I don't think were as as willing to address it until they got sued. And as you mentioned, the large amount you got seven hundred seven hundred million dollar uh, settlement is a it, it, it is a lot of money. And I think it definitely is going to um to change the way that they go about things, like even the procedures uh, in terms of pulling quarterbacks or athletes out of games, not allowing them to be able to go back, depending on the severity of the concussion. I mean, I remember back in the 80s and the 90s, uh, you had quarterbacks that would have severe concussions uh, who would go right back out there and play. You couldn't keep them off the field. And the NFL has – Right. They would just shake it off and they'd go back out there. And that's one of the reasons why some of these these very successful quarterbacks, as I had mentioned, um, your Jim McMahons and your Jim Kellys, where these guys were just warriors, <laughs> you know. And, and so it doesn't surprise me at all that they are suffering from CTE at the levels that they're suffering because they just wanted to be out there and play. And you've got the same warrior mentality in these modern-day quarterbacks. There's no – the instincts – are no different. It's just that the way that the NFL is going about managing concussions has changed. And I think that's for the better. And I hope that that helps modern football players to not have to go through some of the things uh, that the players in the past have had to go.
0: Yeah. We're talking about concussions evolving the NFL here on the sports angle. I'm your host Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from classic communications I mean, we saw with Patrick Mahomes against the Cleveland Browns, when he had that concussion, his immediate instinct was, let me get back on the field. But the coaching staff had him go to the tent. Now, here is one aspect that I feel most people need to think about. There is a type of tackling that the Seattle Seahawks and the USC Trojans have brought into college football and into the NFL it's a tackling where you try to wrap them up. It's kind of what they call rugby tackling, where in rugby, you don't go for the head because they don't wear helmets. So instead, they try to go for the chest. They try to go you know, for the muscles and try to go for stuff like that. This tackling system have said that in Seattle have put concussions down 50% since Pete Carroll has taken over the program. Now, with that in mind... Do you think that this could be a tackling s- system that will help the NFL long-term if certain teams go along with it to tackle like they do in rugby where you don't go for the head, but instead you go for the chest and you try to wrap them up?
3: I think definitely if it's been the, an- the uh, analysis is that it has improved and lowered the, the cases of concussions, whatever Pete Carroll is doing. He did it at sea and now he's doing it in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks. It definitely would be something that the NFL should consider. I guess they have to take a look at the data. Um, It's really all about the data. Uh, But I mean, I see the logic behind it. If you're wrapping yourself around a person's body, um, you know, the, the person's brain is in their head. So it's the shots to the head, not to say that they're not being bruised and badly, you know, their bodies are being hurt by being tackled. I mean, again, it's a football is a violent sport, um, but the fact that they are not going for the upper part of someone's body, would, I would think would greatly uh, alleviate the, the chances for, you know, these some of these headshots and it's these headshots after headshots after headshots. Uh, Over time, they end up creating uh, the CTE and the permanent brain damage that so many NFL players uh, are experiencing.
0: Now, I understand that it is never going to be foolproof. I understand that there is never going to be a 100 percent guarantee that concussions will no longer exist. All right. All it takes is one bad hit. All it takes is for two players to be at the wrong angle at the wrong time. However, when it comes to the NFL trying to make improvements with the helmets, uh, teaching quarterbacks to slide with their feet instead of their head, teaching running backs to not try to lean head first, and instead try to go shoulder first. With all of these uh, evolutions and all of these elevations when it comes to the NFL do you think we'll get to the point where it could be 90% or 95% gone from the sport because it'll never be a hundred percent, but if they can get it to 90%, I think eventually the NFL will have enough knowledge and enough data to get there. What do you think?
3: I think it's a combination of, as you mentioned, the techniques that they're teaching in terms of tackling um, and, and, Sliding and just you know, but it's also the way that they officiate these games and the types of penalties, the way that teams are penalized when they uh, when they do things that are out of the protocol uh, of what is seen as safe tackling in the NFL. And you're seeing less and less of that. You're seeing less and less of these, these severe type of hits that people used to put on people. And it's a lot of it is just the officiating the way the rules, the rules coupled with the techniques, I think are going to be what ultimately make the change.
0: And what I believe is the best thing for the NFL is that they need to keep on working at it because like we say on this show all the time, the world evolves. Science evolves. Medicine evolves. So as much as the NFL is played the way it is now, the more that it pro the more we progress into the NFL lifespan, the more that we get into the future of the NFL, they will make helmets that are more safer for the players. They're gonna make rules that are going to benefit the players long term. And that's why I say That we will get to a point where it will be 95% effective. I think we'll get to a point where the NFL will limit concussions to a certain percentage. Because the way the NFL was played 20 years ago is completely different than the way they play now. And I say it's a good thing. Regardless of what the old school players think. I say that it is great what the NFL is doing this This is the Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. We'll be right back.
4: Attention, business owners. You and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime, nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America, with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, The Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and The Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. sports circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility foot traffic eyeballs to your website and calls from potential customers call us right now at 702-799-9935 again 702-799-9935 or email us at info at the that's info at the sports drive your sales today by advertising with the sports Circus.
1: That's 800-470-7113.
4: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially
2: during Pride Month. Which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. A lot
0: of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, They can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP-TV, AAMP-TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Hi, I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. While we have talked about the NFL, have you noticed that the offense's have evolved over the decades where in the beginning of the NFL, it was run heavy, run it down their throat. And then towards the eighties and nineties, you saw the air air it out, you know, a lot of passing records being broken. And now we've gotten to an evolution where you have quarterbacks who can now run the ball efficiently. You can see wide receivers with a 4.3 run uh, 40 yard dash. Do you think that the evolution of the offense is a good thing or a bad thing for the NFL?
3: I think that all these changes in, in offense in the NFL really has been a good thing overall, Rocco. I think during certain periods of time, you have offenses that, that just work. I mean, I remember back, thinking back in the 70s, the Dallas Cowboys were one of the first teams that even used the shotgun. Can you imagine? I mean, you've got teams now that are perpetually in shotgun formation. Everybody else was in the T formation, run heavy. So basically run on first down, run on second down. If you don't get the first down by the time you get to third, then you throw. So when these quarterbacks would have, you know, 300 yard passing games back in the seventies, I mean, those were phenomenal passing games and it, through the years, all these different offenses, Wildcat—I mean, you—you—it's just phenomenal. Uh, the evolution of offenses uh, over the course of the time that I have been watching football, and I think it's all good. I really do. Uh, I think that the creativity and the ways, the different ways that people figure out how to get the ball down the field. You know, because the game itself hasn't changed at all, Rocco. The, the, the focus was in the 40s, get the ball into the end zone. The focus in 2021, get the ball into the end zone. It's just the changes in the way that they get the ball down the field and into the end zone. It's what's been so miraculous. So I think it's a great thing that these offenses keep changing.
0: You brought up a great point. At the end of the day, the entire purpose – is to score points. The entire purpose is, hey, I'm going to get into that opposing team's end zone. That's the entire goal. Now, we've noticed with quarterback, and I'm going to, we'll talk about this in more detail. We have observed that quarterbacks have evolved the most out of all of the positions in the NFL. All right. You had a lot of pocket passers, all right, guys in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, where they were pocket passers, but they were not primarily the most important player on the field. All right those were the running backs; those were you know the guys that would truck through the offensive line and break it fifty yards down the field. But towards the eighties and towards the nineties, is where you really started to see the quarterbacks. You know, guys like Joe Montana, guys like Steve Young, guys like Dan Fouts that they were not afraid to chuck the ball down 60 yards down the field. And then today, with a guy like Patrick Mahomes and a guy like Josh Allen, we're seeing the best of both worlds, where we're seeing guys that can chuck the ball down the field 70 yards, but they can also run the ball down the field for 70 yards as well. So is the quarterback position the position that has evolved the most in the NFL's history?
3: Yes, I think it's a combination of how uh, athletic, a- the athleticness, you know, how athletic pe- quarterbacks are has definitely uh, evolved and, and the offensive schemes that are designed for quarterbacks have uh, dramatically tr- uh, changed throughout the years. So, uh, I, you know, and I think it's for the better. I see these, these young quarterbacks and basically the qualifications to be a quarterback. Uh, in the year 2021 are much different than they were back in you know say the, the early 80s or the or even the early 90s you've got these quarterbacks they're basically being trained from when they start playing football that you're not in the pocket there were a lot of people back in the and there still are pocket quarterbacks uh but for the most part, uh, the athleticism of these quarterbacks has really evolved. And I think that starts at Pop Warner football. They are literally being taught to be multi dimensional from the time that they start playing, because that's where your habits are developed. In any sport, is when you're you're a little guy and you're just learning the sport, and so I think they're being bred that way all the way through their their football experience, starting with Pop Warner, and then they go high school football, college, and then ultimately in the NFL. They're being trained to be athletic and to now run and pass at the same time. So it's not by accident. It's a it's an over the culture of football overall has changed through the years and the NFL is just a reflection of that.
0: We are talking about the evolution of the NFL here on the sports angle. I'm your host Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from classy communications. There has been a position on the offensive side of the ball that is starting to disappear. And that is the fullback position right, outside of Baltimore, outside of San Francisco, having a fullback primarily in your backfield has become non-existent for a lot of the NFL teams. We have seen using two running backs in, in the backfield. We have seen using a tight end as an extra blocker. Like We have had even offensive linemen being put as a fullback so they could have more protection for the quarterback and for the running back. So do you believe that the fullback position will eventually die out because, like I said, only two teams primarily use a fullback in the NFL in 2020.
3: I think it's probably more efficiency and spacing um, more than anything else, Rocco. I mean, you've got a limited space back there. And if you can utilize another player to, to take on what a fullback would be doing, I mean, most fullbacks, I mean, some of them run the football. Uh, you had Larry Zonka uh, and This is, you know, really taking it back That guy was a great fullback He was a good blocker, but he could also Run the football, but the schemes In the NFL are so different Now, it's not as nearly As run-oriented, although you do Have great running backs still in the NFL The game itself is Just not as run-oriented And so what I think they're doing is They're they're removing that fullback And they're having other position Players, your tight ends, your offense linemen take over some of the responsibilities of a fullback to create more space for the quarterback to be able to move around Uh, and you've still got someone there to block but you're also creating opportunities for that that quarterback to have more time to pass more space to move around maybe more space to run Uh, and and again you've got another position another player from a a, a different position alignment or a tight end, you, you've got just a lot more less um, clogging up the lane. And it gives that, that quarterback a lot more options in order to run or do other things.
0: You mentioned about the running game and I'm glad you brought this up because there are still run heavy teams in the NFL I mean, understand that there are teams like the Chicago Bears, there's teams like the Tennessee Titans that are still run first, pass second. But we have noticed an evolution of the running back as well. We have seen that there are more running backs that are being used as a wide receiver. We're seeing that running backs now are being taught to block and protect the quarterback more often than they used to back in the 80s and 90s. Do you believe that the running back will eventually evolve to a point where we're going to see a running back pretty much play almost every position on the field? I mean, we've seen guys like and Tomlinson do the running back pass where the quarterback gives it to the running back and then the running back chucks it down the field to an empty open wide receiver. Do you think it will get to the point where the running back will have to play almost every position on the field? I think
3: definitely modern-day running backs are very skilled players. Uh, and, you know, back in the days, running backs were – some of them weren't even very good blockers uh, and, and they, because that wasn't their focus. Their job was to run the football. You look at a Tony Dorsett or a Walter Payton, although Walter Payton was a fantastic blocker. I mean, he really was. Along with being a great runner, uh, he, will, he was a fantastic blocker running back and you look at uh, a Barry Sanders these guys were runners and uh, they were not catch oriented they didn't catch a lot of passes i mean they they could catch but their their main focus was just moving the ball down the field purely as running backs whereas you look at these running backs in the current NFL they have multiple skill sets they can run they can uh catch the football they can block and as you had mentioned what tomlinson I mean he was just a phenomenal phenomenal running back even being able to throw the football and so I yes I think the evolution of the game has increased the skill sets uh, of running backs and so that's why you're not seeing nearly as many running backs nowadays with these phenomenal rushing seasons right you know over 2,000 yards although every once in a while you will see that the game has really changed
0: The game has really changed, and you know, you'll see a Derrick Henry who's dominating the league right now. But to your point, the running back has evolved to where they're doing a lot more than just run the football. I'm all for it. I say that evolution in the NFL is a great thing, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens ten years from now with the NFL. This is the sports angle. I am your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
4: Amp, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at AAMP.tv. That's info at AAMP.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start, or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea, the American Business Trust Company can help with the rest.
2: This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call
1: us right now. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902.
4: Attention, business owners. You and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime, nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America, with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, The Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and The Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at the That's info at the Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus.
0: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP-TV, A M P tv Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. It is finally Super Bowl time. After 19 weeks of seeing the best teams go at it, after 19 weeks of seeing the best competition in the world, we have seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to meet in the Super Bowl. What is your first impressions of this game?
3: Boy, I tell you, Rocco. I mean, I I think Kansas City is going to win this game, but the Tampa Bay is uh, it's just you just cannot count them out especially when they have a quarterback with that type of uh, leadership ability uh, again just based on the strength of the two teams I think Kansas City is clearly a superior team I mean their offense is it's as good as any offense I've ever seen in the NFL and that's saying a lot I mean the quarterback, the players, that, you know, their system, they just are, they're one of the greatest offensive machines that I've ever seen. And their defense is strong. Uh, but again, the, you win the game on the field. And uh, with somebody like Brady playing quarterback for the Buccaneers, I don't, and they have a strong defense too. I would not count them out it, by any means. It's going to be a great game. I
0: said this on, a previous show where I am done making assumptions about Tom Brady. All right. For the last eight years, it seems like everyone has said the same song and dance. Oh, he's getting old. Oh, he's washed up. Oh, he's going to retire soon. Like everyone expects Tom Brady to fall off. And I've even been on that same boat, but yet he keeps proving everyone wrong. So when it comes to Tom Brady, should we be done being surprised that at his age he's doing what he's doing?
3: I mean, we shouldn't be done because of the results that he's producing, Rocco. And, you know, the arm strength is not there. When I when I watch Tom Brady throw the football at this stage in his career, I mean, he throws like a, thir- a 43-year-old man, in my opinion. But he just knows how to get the ball in the receiver's hands. Uh, he doesn't have the arm strength that he had when he was 25, like, say, a Patrick Mahomes. But he does so much of it is his mind. And his his ball, how bold he is. I mean, I watched him throw the ball, especially in the first half of that game on Sunday. I just watched him just go for it. How bold he was. He just throws the ball up there and he has so much confidence in his receiving core that they make it happen. And it's his knowledge of the game. He's a genius. He's an absolute genius as a quarterback. And he didn't play his greatest game ever. In the game last Sunday, he had three picks. His quarterback rating was really low, but you can't measure his knowledge and his leadership ability. That's something that doesn't come up in the stats.
0: Stats do not prove everything. I've always told people this, and the people who listen to Sports Angle long enough, you will know that I use the eye test. The eye test is the most valuable asset in sports so when you use the eye test you will know that when it comes to tampa bay they have some of the best wide receivers in the nfl they have the best jump ball wide receiver in mike evans they have one of the best slot wide receivers and chris godwin and i hate to admit it but antonio brown is phenomenal in the role that he is being put in Do you think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers don't get enough credit by the media for what they do? Because I have not heard anything about Mike Evans during this entire run with Tampa Bay, and I say he's like a top five wide receiver in the NFL.
3: I think they are underrated, Rocco, and I think that Tom Brady knew what he was walking into. That's why he chose Tampa Bay. He knew that they were an underrated Uh, wide, that they had an underrated wide receiving core. And that was before they got AB. Uh, So yes, I think that he was very calculating knowing that he's only got a few more seasons to go. I mean, he can't play forever. I know he says he wants to play until he's 46, but he wanted to go to a team that he felt had the type of wide receiving core uh, that he'd be able to get the ball out to them uh, and they'd have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So he was very calculating in the way that he chose the team that he went to. And uh, based on the results, it seems like he made a good choice. And yes, I think that they were underrated. And then them adding AB and like you said, his role, with mean, he just fits perfectly in what Tampa Bay needs right now. Uh, I think that they probably have the best wide receiver uh, core of wide receivers in the NFL.
0: We've been talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on the sports angle, but let's not forget about the team they have to face in two weeks. Let's not forget about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have said this to my family, I've said this to my friends, and I will say this to you and everyone around the world, it seems like the media only wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Like, it seems like it doesn't matter that Chris Jones is one of the best defensive players in the NFL. It doesn't matter that they have a great safety at Tyron Matthew. It doesn't matter that they have one of the best offensive lines built in the NFL to protect Patrick Mahomes. All the media wants to talk about is Patrick Mahomes. Like You think that's an accurate statement? Like, they don't give any cre- credit to Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, any of that offensive line but led by Eric Fisher. They just want to talk about Mahomes.
3: I think Mahomes is just such a phenomenal talent as a quarterback. And by the way, one of the reasons why he's such a phenomenal talent is because of the team that's around him and, you know, the stats. Uh, I mean, the the guy is just so phenomenal. He reminds me, I mean, Tom Brady wasn't even that good at 25. (laughs) I mean, he's just such a phenomenal quarterback that I think that the fact that he has Andy Reid, who is an outstanding coach as well, along with that great defense and that great offense, I mean, that team is just a juggernaut. And I mean, Tampa Bay has their hands full. I mean, they just they are one of the best football teams that I have ever seen in the NFL. I really believe that.
0: There has been this idea. There has been this scenario that a certain family member of mine keeps on proclaiming is true. And I want your idea on this, that you have the old school versus new school They have the old Brady against the new Brady. And I keep telling my family member that Patrick Mahomes, talent-wise, is completely different than Tom Brady. Like They play the game completely different. Like you think that's an accurate statement? That Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes should not be compared when it comes to their talent level.
3: I agree with you, Rocco. I think that their their skill sets are while they're both, I mean, just phenomenal, smart guys. I uh, mean, and they're they're accurate passers, both of them. But athletically, they're yeah, the way they play the game of football is completely different. Uh, I think Mahomes is a lot more athletic. Than Tom Brady ever was, because he can run. And I know in the last segment we were talking about quarterbacks who have the ability to run. And that's that's a part also of the evolution of the game. Because you're looking at a 43-year-old quarterback and a 25-year-old quarterback. Tom Brady's almost old enough to be Mahomes' father. I mean, it's just and who would ever think that, right? Because I remember when Tom Brady was a kid, just like Patrick Mahomes is now, time just really passes. But it's 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 a reflection of the evolution of the game. And they're they're just their styles are are completely different. But Tom Brady is probably the most cerebral quarterback that I have ever seen. I mean, just the way that the guy, he's a genius. I call him a genius quarterback. I don't think every, anyone, and I thought Joe Montana was a phenomenal, uh, I mean, he was an unbelievable quarterback, but I think Tom Brady, his, his understanding of the quarterback position, I don't think anyone's ever had that level of understanding and the amount, when you look at all the teams that he's been a part of, this is his 10th Super Bowl, all of the offensive lines and the receiving cores uh, that he's played with throughout all these years in the NFL, and he still figures out how to get it done now a different team, Um, they're just very different. Where Patrick Mahomes is just a young, gifted, talented, phenomenal athlete and a winner at the same time. Uh, So they're very different, but they both have that killer instinct that you see in those great quarterbacks.
0: We're talking about the Super Bowl here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. The, the right now, according to the odds at BetMGM, Kansas City is a three and a half point favorite. Now, obviously, you know the more closer the game gets, the more money is going to be put into the game. But from a first impression, do you think that this is an accurate representation so far that Kansas City is a three and a half point favorite? That they are minus one seventy five right now as the favorite to win the Super Bowl?
3: I do feel that that's accurate. And that's also a reflection of how much respect people have for Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, and not that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had a really good team, right? They have a really good team, but for them to be, you know, just, I mean, you're playing the the premier team in the NFL and you're, you know, they're only three point favorites Uh, I think that a lot of that is the reflection of you just can't count Tom Brady out. Just when you want to count him out, as you had mentioned earlier, as people have been doing for many years, uh, he finds a way to get it done because he's a phenomenal leader. And I think Patrick Mahomes is becoming that. I don't know if he's that yet, but you can't. Ever overlooked that leadership component at the quarterback position and that's what makes them only three-point underdogs in this game. You've got a phenomenal leader out there. A once-in-a-lifetime top quarterback in Tom Brady playing
0: for the Buccaneers. When it comes to quarterback matchups in the Super Bowl, would it be a fair statement to make that over the last 10 years, this is the most hyped matchup and the most marketable matchup we have seen in the Super Bowl since we have had a Manning versus Brady back in 2011
3: I do Rocco I think these are probably the two most celebrated quarterbacks in the NFL and you know they have very different stories again with um their their stories are different, but their stories are similar at the same time. And so, yes, I mean, just I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Excited to see two of the greatest gunslingers of all time uh, coming together at the Super Bowl.
0: It is going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm excited to see it. You're obviously great to. Uh, you're 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 going to be happy to see it. And this is the Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. So long, everyone.